Lavender's black, diddle diddle, lavender's white. When I am queen, diddle diddle, who'll be my knight? Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, Philip Hinchcliffe presents. Tom Baker here, the Doctor. Hello, I'm Louise Jameson and I'm playing Leela. This is Philip Hinchcliffe and I produced Doctor Who in the 1970s. Ladies? But I'm a lady. You are? Professor Lightfoot gave me the initiation test. Did he really? Yes. Philip Hinchcliffe, who was here yesterday, he did say that to me that he's done so many things. Uh, I know he's done so many things. Uh, but he said now he's absolutely resigned to the fact, although inside the industry people remember what he's done and how distinguished he is and how clever he is and charming and all that, and that's just half the story, is actually all he'll be remembered for, and this is so important, is having been the producer of Doctor Who and producing Tom Baker at the very height of our popularity. They were terrific. They, he was into that sword and sorcery before all the others, you know? Terrific stuff. I was great. I'm very happy to see him. Can we visit him? George Lightfoot? Yes, or Mr. Jago. Unfortunately, according to the Times, we are nearly 40 years earlier than our last visit. Philip Hinchcliffe going back to Doctor Who. I know. How extraordinary is that? It was really interesting to watch Philip and Tom chatting in the green room because suddenly there was the producer-actor relationship emerging other than just, you know, all mates hanging around. And I can't quite say what the difference was, but there was a sort of level of respect from from Tom that that, that, that doesn't always happen. He can be very sacrilegious in there. And, he, and I could just say, oh, yeah, of course, Philip was your boss at one point. And that, that was kind of reflected, I thought. They're probably both still in knickerbockers and wouldn't know us from Adam and Eve. People are being introduced to the show through the new series and then they're discovering there are these old classic series and 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 uh, new fans of all ages including you know some in their teens and 20s I'm meeting saying how much they enjoy the more serial type shows that we did Dr McDivitt's exhibition of living wonders and curiosities you know I hadn't seen them for 30 odd years and then I'd suddenly look at them and most of them not all of them I would think oh well actually they weren't they weren't bad, really. They stand up quite well. It's a display of unfortunate physical specimens, otherwise known as a freak show. It's rather chasing, isn't it? It isn't just me. I mean, I was the front man, so I get most of the benefit and quite a lot of the glory and quite a lot of the laughs as well. But I was uh, surrounded by very, very able people, all of whom, you know, Philip Hinchcliffe, probably the most distinguished survivor, I think, uh, of that lot, of my era. I do not believe her. She is as false as the mermaid in the last booth. But a very expressive dancer. There was something about the coming together of Bob's uh, experience, uh, writing ability, and his sort of interest, the areas of story that, and narrative that he was interested in, on the one hand, and my uh, interests on the other. And I think it was the combination of the two that um, gave us something special in some of the stories and across the three seasons. I think we paid a lot of attention to uh, jeopardy in the stories, managing that and uh, humour 
uh, and um, structuring the stories so that they were compelling, they were strong cliffhangers. This is the last thing you shall ever see. He's very particular about what he wants, isn't he? He's very exact mm. about where he wants every detail to go. Shall I run him through? I suppose so. Uh, no, 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 better not. It tends to be considered impolite. I heard about Big Finish because I'm very friendly with Bob Banks Stewart. And uh, in passing, he said to me, oh, I've sold an old Doctor Who story, uh, which was never made, to this company called Big Finish. They're doing a sort of radio serial. He was running. Can you see his tracks? They came from the direction of the Grange. You know, I think it's high time we introduced ourselves to the new owner, don't you? Agreed. Oh, I said, that's interesting. I've got an old story that's never been made. Um, it was the one that I sent in to Douglas Adams after I'd finished producing the show. So what do you think of your first flight, Leela? It hurts my ears. That's the altitude. Have a humbug, it'll soon pass. David Richardson liked it, and um, so that was interesting. And I, I heard it and thought, well, this is really imaginative. I shall bear it in mind. I went down to Big Finish Studios, saw them doing things, and thought, yeah, I, I, I'd quite like to, to do that. Everyone, cover your eyes. Whatever you do, keep your eyes shut. Why? Will closing our eyes protect us from the radiation? No, but it'll stop you going blind while I think of a way of getting us out of here. They wanted uh, to sort of reproduce some of the feel of my sort of so-called classic period, and I said, well, I'll have a think about some stories. Are you hurt? Uh, two million volts. I think I counted every one of them, quite bracing. Once I sort of worked out, well, there were a few basic ideas that were kicking around, I thought, yes, this would be fun to, to be involved with. Doctor Who, the ghosts of Growlstead. My gift, gentlemen, it doesn't just heal, it protects as well. Those men who are hunting you, who are they? Forever. Why do you want the corona? This is the night the grousted ghost walks again. Where, Clemmy? Where is your ghost? Clemmy, what are you? <laughs> are you afraid? Will you struggle? Go on, put up a fight. Get away from me! Edward shall trample you underfoot. Let me see. You ought to stay here. Yes, but I... That aspidistra has a lean and hungry look. I like it not. Such aspidistras are dangerous, so don't let it out of your sight. I'm Mark Platt, and I adapted Philip Hinchcliffe's wonderful storyline. I'm Ken Bentley, and I directed Doctor Who, The Ghosts of Growlstead. Joseph Higgins, Sir Edward. Late of Holloway Poorass. Malnourished individual from the look of him. Is this the best you can do? There are echoes of Robert Holmes, in certainly in the one we're recording at the moment. Mm. Um, so it's quite macabre and yeah. uh, dark and, I hope, funny as well. What others do you have? Others? Well, sorry, Sir Edward, sir, but, uh, well, that's all for tonight. Well, only the one? Stories set in this period have just such a richness of character. 
Um, and there are loads, so many different voices in, the, in this story, that, and that's been one of the wonderful things about about doing it. We often get stories with lovely contrasting um, voices and characters and great richness of character, but um, because this is a bigger story, there's more of them. And so we, we, we cover such a lot of ground when it comes to, to language and character and character type. Damn it, man! You have an entire city to choose from! Wait, it, uh, it, it ain't been so easy, sir. I had the story idea, and then I worked out the narrative in a fair degree of detail, characters, um, the progression of the story across the six uh, episodes, um, and then more or less handed that over to Mark, who, uh, you know, uh, enhanced it enormously with some of the characterization and some of the development of the story, and, um, you know, he took it from there. Basically, he, he sent me the uh, storyline, and I went through it, and, as I say, fiddled about with it, and moved things around, and changed a few characters around, and uh, then Philip came back and made suggestions, and has been so incredibly complimentary about it. It's been quite stunning to work with him, actually. Come, you cannot survive alone. Your physical form is so rare, so unique. I think we all adore gothic horror. It still it stays with us and keeps coming backwards and forwards. And it's, of course, amazing in uh, literature like uh, Pratchett and, um, and writers like that. Yeah, it's eternally, eternally popular. To discover such a precious, magnificent creature. You are the find of the century. I wish to study you, to know you and protect you. Bits of it felt like... Wang Chiang to me, but but this story felt like two because we travel worlds, you know. It, it feels like two two stories merged into one, um, and and I mean that as a bonus, not as a compromise. I think it's kind of really interesting, the way the way that has happened. <laughs> Carolyn Seymour, I play Modrika. Oh, monster! Oh, great monster! You. I shall tear you apart. It's always an appeal for me is to play the complex roles and the bad ones are usually the better ones to play. There's more range in them and they're more fun. I should have devoured you long ago. She's sinister, isn't she? Really sinister. <laughs> yeah, and I really feel she wants to uh, eat my brains. Because you said earlier in the week that the villain had to be a really strong... Yeah, uh, in, this, uh, in this kind of thing where there's no vision, uh, the villain has to, you know, really not only speak it brilliantly, but actually to come on really strong with an insatiable appetite, you know, apocalyptic. It has returned. It issues its challenge. The corona? <laughs> it is nearby. My first day with Big Finish, indeed, which I've loved. I've loved it. It's great fun and it's a wonderful talent and a huge and well-written, wonderful things to do. So it's been a great day. People ain't dying, Doctor. Not like they're meant to. And all of them ain't died. They've all been to see you and your freak show. Kill me if you will, but even in this land, let me fight and die a warrior. Pointed cone of darkness, drinking the light. Doctor Who, the Devil's Armada. These are dark days. They say the world is out of joint. The stars are full of portents and the roads are full of spies. Imps and devils wait at every turn. My men will search every crack in this house. Any Catholic priest they pull from your walls will face the rope. Can you feel the air? It has gone warm. It's fear. Something is watching. My head! 
My head is burning. Ugh. A face looked over my shoulder, an ugly face with burnt skin and its eyes were green. Burning with green fire, surely you saw. This is not your world. Who are you? Let him go, old woman. Now, Leela, there's an alien invasion coming. Hello, I'm David Richardson. I'm the producer of The Devil's Armada. Doctor! I love this script. What I would love about it is um, it's a, got a really rich historical backdrop. It's got really well-laid, very distinct characters. And it's got a huge demonic villain and a, a real match for Tom's Doctor. The Earth is our hope. Mankind will be burned. Two of my favourite stories were Talons of Wang Chiang in my era and um, Mask of Mandragora and also Pyramids of Mars. I liked. And uh, I was thinking about Mask of Mandragora and what I liked about it. I thought, well, yeah, the Elizabethan era, there's, there's the priest holes, there's the persecution, there's the Yamada, uh, there's the politicking at court, um, there's all that going on. L- wonderful props for a Doctor Who story, which was a bit like the way the Mask of Mandragora came about with the sort of Machiavellian era. As a stranger passed this way, a man on the run. Depends on the sort of strange you're after, Your Honour. It's right up my street. It's all about devils and wicked worlds and terrible ambitions and dreadful suffering and madness. Uh, just reminds me of my childhood, really. But very thrillingly written and marvellously realised by a bunch of splendid actors who are all revelling in playing devils and demons and imps. Yes. I think it's a fantastic script. I mean, it does feel like a real th- throwback to the 70s, this one. I mean, particularly got that feel, I suppose, because Philip's behind it, that, you know, that it's going to be obvious that that's what happens. But it's also got a touch of, you know, it's like J.K. Rowling meets Arthur Miller. I think, you know, that, I, think I love that kind of epic quality to it. It's been a real thrill to actually take it into studio and see the actors really embrace it and enthuse about how good it is. Yeah, really excited about this one coming out. The velvet voices that that we have today, it's really class acting, isn't it? We've been doing, as you do, stories in the green room and they've all got a Royal Shakespeare Company or a National Theatre Company story to tell which means that they've been taught by Cicely Berry or Patsy Roon but you know they've got they've been they've worked with the best on their voices and I think it really it really shows I am the first my name is Philip Relton and I play Vituperon where where are you from I loved it I've uh, I'm I love the script I'm playing a a, a villain again which is always uh, Always, but I've actually been promoted in terms of villainy because this guy is actually the devil incarnate. Philip has got a fantastic presence and great charm and, of course, amazing authority. In this instance, we can't see him, but uh, we all have an image of him. And that image is, as he himself says, it's an image which has been reproduced in, uh, in church windows and in uh, etchings and going back, uh, going back over the centuries. So... You've got to think of, of the classic things of uh, the scaly skin, the goat's head, the the burning eyes, the horns, and all that sort of thing. So um, uh, he's 
pretty full of himself. That's what you really need for a villain, is a vision of what you imagine he looks like, and that can kind of inform uh, the voice and, um, and a great deal of uh, megalomaniac arrogance. So that's, that's really the, the, the spur to the whole thing. And insanity, I mean, they're all bonkers, aren't they, really? This is my Earth. 30 odd years ago, I felt, oh well, it's just the, the fans who are keeping the memory alive. Um, and just a handful of them, you know. And yes, it had a big audience when it went out, but then, you know, that, they'd, that was it, it was forgotten. But actually what I've realized is there is now a very widespread sort of in, interest in, in the program, including my era. And I suppose that's convinced me that there's something there that, that is uh, more enduring than I really imagined to begin with, I suppose, yeah. The air is torn open! It's slicing through from our world to its own. There! Can you see it? The imp against the fire! Stay here! I'm going out! No, Doctor, come back! I must see! Philip is as enthusiastic now, 40-odd years after, when he was a young man, not long down from Cambridge. He's as enthusiastic now as I remember him in 1974. Quite extraordinary, and he has a particular flair for these kind of narrative or periods of um, of magic and sorcery and big conflict and bigotry and everything like that. But a good characterizations everywhere. He's yeah, he's gr a great guide out of storylines. Yeah, marvelous, and he's so good to see all the time. Forget the Spanish. England's already invaded. And I am the only one in the whole wide world who can help you. Think on!